Today, we are reading, we are reading from Genesis, the first chapter, verse 1, all the way to chapter 2, verse 4a. Hear the words of the Lord. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void, and darkness covered the face of the deep. While a wind from God swept over the face of the waters, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. And God said, let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that they were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so, and God called the dome sky. And there was evening and there was morning the second day. And God said, let the waters under the sky be gathered together in one place and let the dry land appear. And it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters were gathered together, he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seeds of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule over the day and the lesser light to rule over the night and the stars. God set them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning the fourth day. <clears throat> and God said, let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind with which the waters swarm and every winged bird of every kind and God saw that it was good. God blessed them saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas and let birds multiply on the earth. 
and there was evening, and there was morning the fifth day. And God said, let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things, and wild animals of the earth of every kind, and it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish <clears throat> of the sea, and over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the wild animals of the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created humankind in God's image. In the image of God created them. Male and female, God created them. God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, I see, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit you shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made and indeed it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning, the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished in all their multitude. And on the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done. And God rested on the seventh day from all the work she had done. So God blessed the seventh day and hallowed it because on it God rested from all the work that God had done in creation. These are the generations of the heavens and earth when they, were, when they were created. May the Lord add a reading to the blessing of God's word. I'd like to use for a sermonic theme this morning, good times. God saw that it was good. When I was a kid, you go to school, you come home, and you get a snack, and generally you'd watch your sitcom before you settled in to do your homework. And one of my favorite shows back when I was growing up was Good Times. Good Times is a show of a family that lived here in Chicago in Cabrini Green homes, let's just say a few decades ago. They were a two-parent family with three kids, two sons, and one daughter, and it was their hope, like many families, to improve their lot in life, and they had this hope that one day they would leave the projects, but they never did. But even while they were living in what supposedly was a hell, they still found a way to celebrate life and to cling to one another. 
So when I finally arrived on the scene here in Chicago, I was in awe of Cabrini Green. Imagine the looks that natives of Chicago gave me. And one day I met someone from the projects. And he said to me, Charlene, those were not good times. And I saw how someone's good times can be somebody else's bad times. I saw the face of poverty and violence and folks being packed in like sardines and treated terrible. But I also gave some pushback because good times are not always born in the best of condition because my Lord and Savior was born homeless outside in the elements. Good times are the ability for us to find each other in the best and worst of times and to cling. Like the wise people who came bearing gifts and left another way, they discovered good times. This month, I'm doing a teaching series on good times because I want to push back. A lot can happen in seven days. Sure felt like it when I was reading that scripture this morning. But literally, a lot can happen in seven days. This week, I did last week, I did the week before. I'm sure we all could have a lot to say, and we invite you after service today to join us in coffee hour where you can talk as long as you want and fellowship with one another. There were protests all over the world this week. There were rioters. There were looters. And after a while, it was hard to tell who was who. And in the abyss of darkness, I saw the young and old. I saw brown colored skin. I saw ebony colored skin. But what absolutely pierced my heart was the flavoring of white skin in the world this week. Kind of like my hair. Started out one color, but a little bit infused going on today. I saw people of different cues marching together. Los Angeles, New York, Denmark, Australia, New York, Britain, France, Germany, Zimbabwe, Paris, Sweden, <clears throat> Japan, Kenya, Minnesota, and so many more places. Chicago, Hyde Park, right here, marching down this street, right in front of our church. And I stepped back amidst the death of George Floyd, who laid on the ground for eight minutes and 46 seconds with three people on top of him and one person with their knee on his neck. I stopped and I stepped back. And I looked at the marchers and the protesters and like God, I saw that it was good. And then all four men were charged for the murder, being held accountable for their actions. And it was good. And then former President Bush and former President Obama, in the absence of our present president, speak out against the evil that is happening in our country. And I saw that it was good both Democrat and Republicans coming to the table to offer words of hope and healing, and I saw that it was good. And if you had told me I wouldn't have believed it, 
that conservative 90-year-old Pat Robertson would speak up and say these words. It seems like now, Pat Robertson said, is the time to say, I understand your pain. I want to comfort you. I think it's time we love each other. But the president took a different course. Instead, the president said, I am the president of law and order, and he issued a heads up. Robertson continues. He said, I'm ready to send in military troops if the nation's governors don't act to quell the violence that has rocked American cities. A matter of fact, he spoke of them as being jerks. You just don't do that, Mr. President. It isn't cool, said Pat Robertson. We are one. God made us all. We've got to love each other. we just got to do that, Robertson said. We are all one race, and we need to love each other. And I saw that Robertson's words were good. Now is the time that we as Christians must cease to do with vigor. Good. Now is the time. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. In the text today, God was busy, and God looked upon the result of the activity as good. God was moving around and creating, and God looked on what God created and said, wow, that's good. First, he created light and then darkness, and well, he thought that was good. I'm sure every child afraid of the dark can appreciate that invention of light. But maturity and long days and heavy burdens give us an appreciation for darkness encompassing us for a period of time only to send us forth later. He called the waters under the sky to be gathered and to let the dry land appear and God saw that it was good. And then God called for the vegetation, the plants, and the trees, the watermelon, the peaches, the apples, the cherries. You get my drift. And imagine biting into a Georgia ripe peach and having all the flavors astound your mouth. And God saw that the vegetation was good. And then the creatures of the air and water the horse, the squirrel, the birds, the elephant, the tiger, the kangaroo, and the panda bear. I was on the phone this week with a friend who lives in North Carolina, and her house sits in nature. And she was on the back porch after a long day, and I, I was unable to hear her. And it wasn't like I was unable to hear her because it was her kids demanding her attention or it was my son demanding my attention, but I was unable to hear her because there was this bird and this bird was loud. And I was like, I've never heard a bird that was so loud. I mean, this bird was loud to the point where I was unable to hear my friend. But this bird, this bird, this bird, God created this bird, and God saw that it was good. 
And then God created humankind. God created George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Arbery and Ahmaud Arbery. And God saw that it was good. God thought females were good. God thought males were good. In this text, God does a lot of creating, and then God takes a step back and reflects and breathes and said, wow, this is good. And then after all of that, imagine like I feel right now, God decided, whoo, on that seventh day, take some rest. It's important, too. If you're going to do this much creating, it's important to have rest. And God delights, and God saw that it was good. God saw that everything that God had done and created was good. Like smack your mouth, I done outdid myself. This is some good stuff here. This is good. Last night, along with Stephanie and Michael and maybe some others this week, I watched Just Mercy. With everything that's been happening in our world, the Warner Brothers decided to make this movie free for the whole month of June. And even though I had seen it before, I was like, I can watch it again. So last night, I'm watching the movie. And in the movie, when he's trying to take the case of one of the characters in the movie, the guy says, you know my story. But I need to know your story. Why would a guy go to an Ivy League school and get a law degree and then do this? I need to hear your story before I allow you to take my case. And then Brian decides to tell him the truth. He said, you know, my granddad was killed. My granddad was killed and nobody cared anything because it was another black body that was dead and nobody cared at all. He said, and at that point, I decided that I cared, that black lives matter. So I decided to be a lawyer and to defend people who didn't have proper representation. It takes six years in this movie for Brian Stevenson to get one man out of jail. They do everything against him. They humiliate him. They pull him across the side. They intimidate his witness. They do everything to deter him. In light of all the evidence, even the person that said that the guy killed him confessing that he lied, they still fight him every step of the way. It's not just Brian's job to realize that what God created is good. It's all of our jobs. It's all of our jobs to delight in every human being and to see their worth, even when the world does not. Our delight opens our heart. It guides our feet to march and protest and proclaim the importance of those in society that people have painted with a harsher stroke. It's not based on what a person does, but simply because they were created by God. My neighbors next door bought home ducklings. I, don't, I think that's what they're called. They're little baby ducks. They're so cute. I was shocked. Like, what are you guys doing with these little baby ducks? Because all kinds of things happen when you're at home sheltering and you have to compensate with homeschooling. So our three little kids were playing with the little ducks, and the little ducks stayed with them about five weeks, and they grew up really quick. They fed them. They played with them. But you all, most of all, they delighted in them. 
They delighted in these little ducks in their home for such a short period of time. She tells me when they took them back to the farm and released them, I don't know, what do you think the ducks did? They looked back and said, hey, we sorry, we gotta go. Felt a little sadness, not so. The ducks saw the other ducks and took off. But for five weeks, this family got to delight in God's creation. I invite you this morning to delight, to stop what you're doing, take a pause, reflect, and see that what God has created is good. There once was this dad who delighted in his daughter, and he thought she was the cutest little thing ever. He loved counting her fingers and looking at her nose and her eyes, and when she spoke, something in him melted. He just loved this girl. Some people say there's a proclivity for dads to love daughters. I don't know, but this dad delighted in his daughter. Long after the girl is grown, and even after her dad dies, she never forgets that feeling of having someone to delight in her. There's this beautiful video on social media of a dad sitting on a couch with his son, a little baby, and the little kid is talking like he's really saying something, but it's just gibberish. And each time the little boy gibbers and talks, the dad says something back like the son has said a fully intelligent sentence. And like this kind of interaction happens for a while. And what you see is a dad delighting in his child. Even though he can't necessarily understand what's going on. Some of you today that are watching me, you're watching me with spouses or someone else in the house. And I invite you just steal a glance. I know we get on each other's nerve, but just delight. Delight in the relationships that we have with one another. And if you want, shock them. Maybe even say, I delight in you. I know it sounds a little bit weird, but you can just say, Pastor Charlene said it. Allow the memories to trickle towards you the years that have sewn you closer and closer together. Sometimes when you go through things with people, that actually makes you a little bit closer because they know a little bit more about you and you know a little bit more about them. Allow yourself to delight in one another. If you're at home alone, call someone today. Set up a Zoom call and allow yourself to delight in someone. Take a step back and reflect on just how good God has been to you. Take a step back and reflect if it had not been for the Lord on my side. Really, really, if it hadn't been for the Lord on my side, where would I be? Take a step back and remember the joy of your salvation. Remember this journey that you've been on with the Lord some for a short period and some for a much longer period. Allow yourself to reflect on what God has created and delight. This week I watch George Floyd's funeral and I watch Reverend Sampson do the eulogy 
And at the very end of the service, he led those gathered in eight minutes and 46 seconds of silence. That time was a symbol of the eight minutes and 46 seconds on tape that Officer Derek Chauvin had his knee on George's neck. I end today with eight minutes and 46 seconds as well that I'm gonna call you all to silence, to reflect on God's goodness, to reflect on good times, and to delight. I want you to see George Floyd, and I want you to see Breonna Taylor, and I want you to see Ahmaud Arbery. I want you to see that Black Lives Matter. I want you to glimpse this moment we are in and how really big and monumental it is. I want you to take a step back and delight in all of God's creation. The animals, the plants, the trees, the vegetables, the water, the sky, the light, the dark, and humans. After eight minutes today, Edith Yokely will play I'll Rise Up. I want you to rise up. But for now, we're going to take eight minutes and 46 seconds. And at the end of that eight minutes and 46 seconds, she will play. <laughs> 